You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 34. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, You can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Hello, pet business owners. I hope you guys are doing great. It is so nice to be connecting with you today. You may hear a little bit of echo because I'm recording this in a very large bedroom. I'm in Big Sur on a writing retreat and have been working on my next book, which I'm really excited about. And usually I podcast in a smaller room and the Big Sur retreat, it's a large house. And so it may sound like a bit of an echo, but I decided I really want to connect with you guys because it's been a long time and I miss you. I miss podcasting. And I still don't know exactly when I'm going to be podcasting on a regular basis because I've got a few projects that I want to complete this year before the year's over. So I just wanted to let you know that, that I, you know, haven't forgotten about podcasting. And as soon as I know a clear date when I will be podcasting regularly again, I will let you know. Typically I podcast every other week, but between, you know, my book and some other projects. I just don't want to commit to that right now. So I'm going to podcast when I feel like it. And today is one of those days. I was really feeling inspired to tell you more about my own personal journey because I shared recently at a bookstore, I did a book signing and did a book talk at a local bookstore near where I live. And it was so wonderful to meet some of you and 
and just connect with you and, and sign your books. And I just had such a great, wonderful time that, you know, I wish I had recorded the talk that I gave that night, but I really just wanted to be with everyone there and not record it. Sometimes when I'm recording something, I'm really aware that I'm recording it and I didn't want to have that experience. So I'm hopeful today that, you know, even though I am recording this, um, what I'm about to share with you, that I'll be able to really tap into and dive into really connecting with you. I'm imagining some of you that I know and coach on a regular basis, and so that's helpful. It's sort of like in my mind's eye having some of you in front of me. And I want to share a more personal version of my business journey because I work with a lot of coaching clients who experience pretty dark times in their business. And they're calling me usually not for a really happy reason. <laughs> it's usually because they're feeling really stuck in their business. And I can really understand because I went through that in my own business as I will be sharing with you. I want to share a little bit about my journey so you can know that I really empathize with you. And I also want you to know that things can and will get better in your business if you take the actions that are needed in order to do that. I also really want to talk about the inner journey. So some of you may not be used to me kind of going off on a different track than I usually do. I'm a very logical person in a lot of ways, and I'm big into spreadsheets and really looking at the numbers and taking logical business actions. That's been a very important facet of my business journey. What's also been really important has been the inner work that I have done in my own business and in my life. And that is really what I want to focus on today, although I will share some logical steps that I took <laughs> to create the kind of success that I was able to create in my business. The reason why I want to talk about the inner journey is because, well, two reasons really. One is I didn't really realize that I could apply a lot of the steps, the inner journey steps that I had done in my own personal life into my business. When I began to explore those in my business, I began to really see my business take off in an incredibly powerful way. So that's the first reason why I want to share today with you about that. The second reason is because, you know, I had a lot of, I don't want to say anxiousness, but I had some, I guess nervousness is kind of not as intense as anxious. I had some nervousness around sharing what I'm going to be sharing with you um, today when I did my book talk and I decided, you know what, this has been such a powerful gift for me, these inner steps that I took to create success in my business that I would be doing a disservice not to share these with you. And I was thinking for the people that were listening to me, you know, when I did my book talk, I just felt like I would be leaving something really important out of that talk. And so I've decided to, you know, share these things with you today as well, because I feel like I really want you to have the full picture of what happened for me when I really changed some very important things in my business. So 
I want to start at the beginning. So I started my pet sitting and dog walking company in 1995. And for the first year that I started my business, I had two clients. That was it. <laughs> two little clients, and they were actually neighbors of mine. And I think they felt sorry for me. You know, I would say I have a dog walking and pet sitting business, but for quite a while I didn't have any clients. I didn't know how to create and attract and find more clients. And so these two neighbors ended up hiring me. So for the first year, I only had two clients. And then something happened. And what happened was the local paper, and you have to remember this is 1995. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so if this happened today, it might not be a as big of a deal, but it was a really big deal then. Something happened. And what happened was the local paper ended up contacting me to do a story about my business. And they did actually two full pages about my business. It ended up coming out on a Sunday. And within 24 hours, I had 40 new clients. It was amazing and wonderful. And with any rapid success, it was very challenging also. So I had to really scramble to hire people because there was no way I could go from zero or two clients to 42 clients, right? Within the space of 24 hours, which is what I really needed to do. So I scrambled and I hired some people to help me. I didn't know what the heck I was doing when I was hiring. Um, I had never hired anybody before. I had always, up until that point, had a boss, but never been a boss. So I was very new to the whole aspect of hiring. So I ended up hiring a couple really great people, kind of accidentally hiring great people, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I got really lucky. And for the first, I would say, year, things were great. I had a couple wonderful staff members. I had, you know, 42 clients who just adored me and my company and loved the two staff members that I had. But then all of a sudden, about a year and a half after that article came out, I kind of woke up one day and I realized, oh my God, a lot of these clients have left. And they didn't leave because of anything I had done or my staff had done. They left because of a natural life cycle in a client and a business. And what happens, I mean, Hopefully you have clients that last 10, 12, 14 years, even longer. It's always great when that happens, but people's lives change. And that's what happened here. People moved away. They got new jobs and they could bring their dogs to work. Um, some of the pets died. And so the clients no longer needed my service. What I realized is that I had not created success on purpose. I had created success by accident. And that is not a good way to run a business. <laughs> so what I did is I enrolled myself in my own business school. I 
taught myself about search engine optimization to really get my business you know, website high up on the search engines and I was able to successfully do that. I learned how to market my business in other powerful ways. I began learning about how to really hire great people. I really began reading and learning all I could about business. So I would work hard during the day and then at night would be my business school. I would get out my business books that I bought, you know, at bookstores at that point. Amazon was not there around then. And um, I began learning and voraciously reading about business and how to actually create success on purpose. What I realized is that I had a lot of fear around visibility. I had a lot of resistance to actually getting my website high up on the search engines. And I didn't even know that I had that until I realized that that fact. And some of you may be going through that where you're like, ah, I don't want to pee online. You know, what if somebody writes a bad Yelp review about me? You know, whatever. But I had to really face that and realize that if you're in business, you really need to be visible. Your business needs to be visible. And as a business owner, you're usually the face of your business. So with all of this learning, I began to really see the fruits of my labor. I began attracting more clients. I hired more great people. I began expanding my service area. And a couple of years later, my business was really thriving. I began, you know, people called me and said, I can tell you have a really successful business. Can you coach me? And I began coaching pet business owners from all across the country and now the world. <laughs> it's, it's really wonderful. So business was thriving financially, but here's the thing, you guys. I was working a lot, okay? I was working seven days a week, sometimes 12 to 14 hours a day. And what I realized is that people would say, Kristen, you have a successful business. And I would feel good hearing that. My ego would feel great. But it was not true because my version of success is having both time and money. Okay? And I saw no role models for this. I had done a lot of outer work on my business. I had learned how to market. I had learned how to hire great people. I had learned how to analyze spreadsheets and look at profit and loss and all of that. But what I realized is that I really needed to do some inner work around running my business. I have a practice every morning. It's called Morning Pages. And some of you may have read about this practice that I wrote in my book, Six Figure Pet Sitting and Six Figure Pet Business. I really outline it there. I'll tell you a little bit about it now if you don't know what I'm talking about. So basically, morning pages are writing in the morning. It's journal writing where you write three pages. You don't stop. You don't edit. You don't spell check. You just write, 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 preferably with a pen and paper, if at all possible. I began writing about the fact that I was working so hard, and I kind of accidentally, through my writing, or maybe not accidentally, discovered that I had a belief that making money is hard. 
And when I discovered that, that really hit me like a ton of bricks. It was like, you know when you get an awareness and it is so true that it kind of gets you in the depths of your being? This was one of those awarenesses for me. I realized that I lived my life from this place, or at least my work life, from this place of making money is hard. And I could see it from you know the earlier jobs that I had had to even that first year having two clients. You know, I wasn't working hard, but I wasn't making a lot of money. So making money was hard, right? And I had to really look at the root of that. What was the cause of that belief? So we get these beliefs usually in our childhood, okay? We begin to emulate our role models. The earliest role models for us typically are our parents, right? So for me, what I realized is my dad and other adults that were in my life, but especially my dad, I realized he really had that belief that making money is hard. He worked a lot. He was always tired. He was either you know, working hard or he was napping <laughs> out of sheer exhaustion. So in looking at where this belief originated, I was able to pull it out by the root. And that was incredibly powerful to then hold this belief, you know, metaphorically in my head, in my mind's eye, and see it. You know, it was the straggly root that had, you know, roots growing out of the root. It was just kind of an ugly thing, right? This negative belief. And I realized, you know, it's one thing to pull it out, but now what? And I realized that I needed, I had now had a hole in the ground, so to speak, where this root had been, and I needed to fill it with something. And what I wanted to fill it with was a positive belief, a really comforting belief, a belief that would support me in making a lot of money with ease. And so I began thinking about the opposite, right? The opposite of making money is hard is making money is easy. And who did I know that embodied that so that I could actually look at them and see them as a role model for creating a life and a business that I wanted? And I couldn't see anyone in my life. I began asking my friends, my business-owning friends, you know, do you have the belief that making money is easy? And they would say, no. <laughs> and I thought, oh God, you know, I would ask them, do you know anyone that is living that reality that has that belief? And they would say, no. One day I was at a party and I talked to this woman who I had seen at another party a few weeks back. So I kind of knew her a little bit. We had had a conversation that night that I originally met her. But the second time that I saw her, we started talking about negative beliefs. And I don't usually bring that topic up in conversation at parties, but it was really on my mind. And she seemed like someone that I could talk to about this and get her feedback. And I said, you know, I've been really exploring wanting to create a new belief in my life around money. And that belief is making money is easy, but I don't know anyone in my life that embodies that belief. 
And she said, well, I do. And I said, who? And she said, my husband. He works just a few hours a week, like 10 hours a week. He has his own business. He has great staff who help him. He makes tons of money, and he has lots of time for us, for his family. And it was so amazing. I never ended up meeting him. He was not at the party that night. And I never even saw her again. But that man really changed my life, even though I never met him. We really can impact people, even if they never meet us. (laughs) And he was one of those people for me. Finding someone who opened the door, you know, to that reality opened the door even further to me being able to create it and actually see it in my own life. So what I realized is that because I had this awareness of, oh, he has this experience of making money is easy, I realized it kind of triggered a reminder of, oh, I have had that experience. And what that looked like was somebody calling me for pet sitting visits me having one of my staff members take care of, you know, this client, then leaving for a whole month and needing one of my pet sitters to come and do lots of visits each day so that their pets weren't lonely. And I ended up making a couple thousand dollars from these pet visits for a month. That was easy money, right? So that really fueled me to believe that I could continue to create that and I could continue to really search for that reality in my life. And I began writing post-it notes (laughs) around my house. I put them in the bathroom. I put them even on the dashboard of my car. And what they said is, making money is easy. I really wanted to experience that reality all around me. So at that point, I was still working hard. I was still working seven days a week. I was still working 12 to 14 hours a day at that particular point. But I could feel that I was on the right track, okay? The obvious thing would have been for me to hire a manager so that I could work less. At that point, I was not doing any pet sitting or dog walking in my own business. I was just managing the business. And still that was taking me, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But I was afraid. And what I began to notice is that these post-it notes were starting to create a new reality for me. It was like, even though nothing had shifted, it was like the neural pathways in my brain were changing and it was lifting up the needle on the record player. If you know what a record player is, you know, it gets in a groove for the song. And really looking at a new belief is like picking up the needle on the record player and putting it on a new song, a more positive song, one that is a healthy belief, one that is fun to listen to instead of a negative experience. And, you know, as I was preparing for my book talk and I was really looking at it, this is the book talk that I did for promoting my 30 days to start and grow your pet sitting business. 
I realized that to get to where I'd never been before, I had to do things I'd never done before. So I'd done the negative belief work in my personal life with great success, but never in my business until now. And what I realized is that removing the inner blocks, and part of that was really creating a new reality through the thoughts I was thinking, as well as being in action, right? Taking logical, actionable steps was really the pathway to my creating unlimited possibilities. And that's been very true in my work life from that moment where I began realizing this. So I had done a lot of removing inner blocks in my personal life and my personal life was going really well. It was my work life that was suffering. I wasn't applying what I had been doing in my personal life to my business. And I knew that that needed to shift. So one thing that I began doing that was very kind of strange, <laughs> for lack of a better word, is I was reading a book about Jung. And if you're not familiar with him, he was a really quite incredible psychoanalyst who lived in Switzerland. And he did really unusual practices with people. And one of them was dialoguing with parts of themselves that were stuck. So if they were stuck in their work life, if they were stuck in relationship, he would have them do something that's called active imagination, where he would have them bring their issue or their challenge into their mind's eye and to begin to dialogue with it, to really have a conversation with it. It may sound so weird, and it was weird. When I was reading about it, I was like, this is bizarre. But I realized I have a problem with my business. I am, you know, I'm aware that, you know, I have had these negative beliefs. I feel like I'm replacing them with a positive belief. I need to have a conversation with my business. And so I put the book down that I was reading about Jung and this practice that he was doing with his patients with great success. And I closed my eyes. And I did a little meditation where I just allow myself to really breathe in and out, regulate the breathing. And whenever we take big, deep inhales and exhales, it really calms our nervous system, gets us out of fear and really into our body. And that's what I knew I needed to do to really have this experience. If it was even possible, I didn't know if it was possible. So after I really calmed myself down, I called my business in to my mind's eye. And it, you know, it's pet sitting business, right? So I call it in by name, by its business name. And I see this enormous dog, okay? I know it sounds funny, okay? It was like a McGruff crime-fighting dog. That's really what my business looked like. It was huge, and I'm looking up at it, and it's looking down at me. Now, before I share more about this, I want to share that 
One of the rules that Jung has about this kind of active imagination work is that whatever shows up is the right thing, the right image. It could be a color. It could be an image. It's the right image. Okay. And you have to trust that and not talk back to it. Like, I think you should be this, or, you know, I want another image. No, you just let whatever shows up, show up. Okay. That's number one. Number two is when you ask it a question, whatever that image is that shows up, you get quiet, you zip it, you let whatever is talking to you talk and communicate without interruption. And in the same way that you really want to be accepting of whatever image shows up, you want to be accepting of whatever information is given because it's important information. Okay. It's allowing you into its world and you want to respect that. And it probably will feel like if you end up doing this on your own, it will probably feel like you're making it up and that's okay. All right. Still wisdom most likely will come as it did for me. So I'm looking at this big dog. It's looking down at me and I realize I'm hanging on to its leg, its front left leg. And what I also realized is that probably at one point I had been hanging on to all four of its legs, <laughs> but through hiring and through doing some other delegating, I had let most of the legs go, but I still had one leg left that I was holding on to for dear life. And my business, my dog, this big dog looks down at me and I said, what can I do to create more time and money to create my version of success? And he, the business said, you need to let me go. I want to grow. You need to let me go. Whoa. <laughs> and I realized that in spite of my fear around hiring a manager, in spite of even my financial fear, like, could I really do it? Would I have enough to pay a manager? I realized that I really, really needed to do that in order to honor what my business wanted from me, which was for me to let it totally go, right? I could still look at it and have conversations with it. But at this point I had had it for so many years and it really was time for me to have a different role in my business, to be more the visionary than the owner that was clinging to the business. So I decided that I would hire a manager in spite of my financial and emotional fear around this. And I ended up hiring one of my dog walkers to manage. And I went from working seven days a week to working three days a week. It was incredible. Okay. It was triage for my soul. I had been working so hard that all I wanted to do was really, you know, lounge around my house and in my yard and read, soak in the hot tub, go to lunch with friends. You know, that's what I did on my four days off. I didn't go on any epic adventures. I just needed to rest and take it really slow. 
And some of you that are working really hard are probably salivating, (laughs) thinking about that. But I want to let you know, if I could do it, it's possible for you. It really, really is. So what happened with this, of me hiring a manager, is that I ended up moving from the belly of the ship, okay? I had been working in the belly of the ship, managing my business, but not really able to see what was happening outside, to then the helm of the ship, where I could really see what was actually happening. I was behind the wheel of the ship, right? So... Then something happened. I enjoyed that for a number of years. It was great. (laughs) And I ended up hiring a couple other managers to help me manage and eventually went from three days a week to two days a week. But then something happened that really shifted things for me yet again. And that something was, I had a friend call me and say she was going on a trip for three months She was backpacking around the world. And I felt this huge wave of jealousy. It just overcame me. It was so strong and intense. And what I realized about jealousy for me, and I've realized this through experiencing it in my life and my business in different ways, is that jealousy is a symptom. It's a reflection of an unmet desire that I want to have been met or I want to create in my own life. When I'm feeling jealous, it's an indicator of what I want, okay? And that has actually helped me when I experience the jealousy. I still sometimes have it whack me (laughs) when I experience it, but on the heels of that, there's always the thought for me that comes up of, wow, this is something that I'm wanting in my life or my business. How can I create this for myself? And then I spend time actively creating it, you know, in whatever way I can. And sometimes it involves delegating. So with the travel, I realized I had a belief that my business was too big to travel. At that point, I had 35 staff members. I had four managers It seemed enormous. Even though I was only working two days a week at that point, I I was definitely the one, okay? (laughs) So if something came up, I was the one that my managers called when they needed guidance, direction, and the thought of being in a foreign country and not being able to support my managers in that way felt really scary to me. But I realized that I wanted to go ahead and do it. This was a heart's desire that I needed to give to myself. I needed to give that gift to myself in spite of my fear of what could happen while I was away. So I asked my main manager if she would be willing to manage for me while I traveled. And she said, yes. And it was incredible. I ended up buying my ticket the next day for nine months from that date. I thought, I'm going to buy a non-refundable ticket so that I actually actively set up this experience for myself. You know, the pieces begin falling into place when you buy a non-refundable plane ticket that's very expensive, right? And it took that whole nine months, believe me, to do all the actions that I needed to do in order to travel. And so 
I ended up traveling to India and Bali for four months that year. And then I came back, and the next year I traveled for eight months. And then I ended up meeting my husband, <laughs> the, the man who would then become my husband. And so I haven't done huge epic trips like that since then. He's been really my biggest journey, right? Ma getting married and, you know, having that experience. I got married kind of late in life. Um, and I, you know, really have always wanted that. That was a heart's desire for me. But having had that experience of traveling, you know, for one year for four months and then the next year for eight months, while my business ran, was incredible. And when I crunch the numbers, so every year, at the end of the year, I look and see the different income streams and really analyze the profit and loss, and I see what my profit is so that I can get really clear. Also for taxes, it's helpful, of course. So I did this after my second trip, and what I realized is I had made more money on that second trip traveling than I had ever made while working. So I had made more money not working than I ever had while I had been working in my business. And I'm pausing a little bit so you guys can take that in. I made more money not working than I had made ever previously while working. And I want to share a little bit, you know, just you may be thinking, what? How could she do that? So, you know, I subleased my house while I was gone, so I wasn't paying rent. That was one thing, right? And I also had amazing staff members. So, you know, and the business increased. I allowed, you know, my managers to take on new clients and even developed a profit sharing experience for them. So the more money we made, the bigger percentage they would make per month that they were managing while I was away. And so they really had an incentive to grow the business and they grew it in such a huge way that I ended up making more money through not working than I had through working. And I was also in countries where the cost of living was very low. That wasn't why I was there. I was really drawn to those countries, but it was a wonderful um, effect of being in those countries. So, you know, all those reasons combined allowed me to make more money while not working than I ever had through working. And it was incredible to realize that I truly was living the reality that making money is easy, right? When you're making more money not working than you are working, <laughs> it's pretty easy to get that, right? <laughs> so I want to thank you all for listening. I just wanted to share about my story because I felt like it could help some of you who are feeling stuck, who are doing all the usual things in your business. And there's so much more I want to share. I'm actually going to be exploring um, working on a book around these topics, you know, really doing the inner work around your business. I, this is not the next book that I'm writing, the book that I'm writing right now, but I am definitely thinking about 
wanting to create this book. So I want to thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this podcast. Feel free to send me a message if this impacts you in any way. You can write a comment in the podcast show notes, and that is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 34. That's the number 34. Again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 34. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.